This is Bianca Carosio. Hi, this is Daniel Vasquez. This is Amon Focus. What's up, what's up? This is your boy Kevin Spence. This is Andre Wagner, and you listen to We're Getting Better. Hey guys, I'm Brian Summers, and this is episode 34 of We're Getting Better. In this week's episode, we talk to natural light photographer Ashley Bing about learning from each other, community over competition, and capturing milestones. Stay tuned. Hey guys, I'm sitting here today with somebody that has a two degree or six degree. I don't really know what the, the phrase is. Uh, we know the same people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sitting here with Ashley Bing or AAM Bing on Instagram or shoothappensphotography.com. Yes. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem, no problem at all. This is the first podcast that I had since coming back to Maryland. And I've already interviewed people that are from here, mm-hmm. but that's just because of my, you know, just relationship with them. But um, this is the first interview that, I, that I've had with somebody that, you know, I didn't like know that well mm-hmm. from from Maryland. And uh, like I said, we have like a two degree separation thing, thing going on. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get into this podcast, uh, you know, normally I have a beer, I crack it open, I share it with my, my guests. But um, in your corner today, I yeah. guess you're going to obey your thirst because you got some Sprite. <laughs> So we can go ahead and uh, yeah, crack drink. open and toast today. <laughs> it's just perfectly fine. I'm not definitely, I'm not not trying to like endorse drinking like that. But I mean, like I like beer, so I'm gonna drink. And I like Sprite, so that works out. It works out fine. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for not making me drink beer. Oh yeah, because no. it's gross. Oh man, look, it's an acquired taste, and I'm like I said, I'm not gonna force anybody to do anything that they don't do but the thing is how do you drink it long enough to acquire that taste it's so gross you know what all right so i had to talk with my dad uh, yesterday mm-hmm. my dad drinks mgd i call it nascar beer that's that's what my dad drinks yeah you know and and your dad's probably what like in his 50s 60s 60s yeah right so like that's some stuff that they grew up on i guess they weren't really exposed to like craft brews like that right now um you know first thing i i guess i drank really was like a heineken that was actually to be honest, I was so two, two degrees. You just met mm-hmm. Cephas. Right. He was the first person to actually like what got kind of got got me a beer. To be honest, you know, I was like, <laughs> hope my, you were twenty one. <sighs> okay, we won't say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was it was at a wedding and it was like a Heineken, and um, I drank that and it was all right. Mm-hmm. But then you know, I started drinking more and more beers to see what I actually liked because okay. I know I don't like MGD. It's just like you like Sprite, right? Yeah. But do you like Sierra Mist? Not as much. Exactly. Do you like 7-Up? No. See what I'm saying? So it's an acquired taste. You got to try different Good things. Good analogy. You know? You know, so, you know. Good but analogy. let's go ahead and sip on this beer and Sprite throughout the interview, and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So, I guess, um, let's, let's start off by telling people, like, how, how, how you started. You know, like, uh, we spoke the other day briefly, but um, you mentioned that you went to school for something totally different. Yeah. So... I got started with photography. Well, let me say this. My When I was growing up, my dad always had a camera. He had a video camera. He had some kind of way to document my family at all times, whether we were on vacation or if it was somebody's birthday. And I realized, you know, he wasn't in a lot of photos because he was capturing the moment. So I kind of became what I would call a memory hoarder. So I look back now and while I'm like straightening up my room, I'll find an honor roll certificate from the second grade. It's like, Mm -hmm. why do I even still have this? It's because I'm attached to memories 
And my way of capturing memories aside up from like paper trails from long ago is to, you know, capture that image that will last with you forever. And so I got into photography, I guess, because when I would take pictures of my friends, they would say, oh, that's a good picture. And I said, I mean, it's, it's okay. But then I would look at the pictures that other people would take. And this is just like on a regular snap, snap and shoot, like mm -hmm. point and shoot camera. So it wasn't anything special, but I would look at what other people would take. And I would say, well, why do they have the ceiling all in this picture? And where I, I can't even see the people because it's behind this. And I would say, oh, well, maybe I do have just a little something. So when I went to school, I went to school in New Orleans. I went to Xavier University of mm -hmm. Louisiana. Not Xavier. Ex no. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier. Xavier, yes. Not ex-Xavier. Ex-Xavier is in Ohio. <laughs> Xavier University of New Orleans is a very small HBCU. It's actually the only uh, Catholic HBCU. Oh, really? Yeah, so everybody kind of knows each other. Post-Katrina, we had about 1,500 students. So mm. uh, my high school flowers was a little bigger yeah another another uh two degree separation right there flowers down the street from where i grew up yo but, yeah i just want to say yeah definitely the graduating class at roosevelt was like 1500 are you serious yeah wow yeah all right it was, well it was, it was deep yeah all right well don't we don't try and like i mean i'm not i'm not coming, shade on flowers i'm not being. i'm not coming for you i'm just saying like that's that's crazy you like, know you secretly I, wanted to go there i did though i mean like i said like it's Roosevelt is like eight miles away from my miles. Flowers is like, I ran, I ran it the other day. It's not even two miles. Wow. So you like, could have walked the school. Yeah, but this, I guess the the school line was MLK. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. Whatever. See, so you abide by those rules. Man, look, well, who was her name? Iris T. Metz. Mm -hmm. she, she she came in and she like messed up everything, but whatever. I'm not I'm not, I'm not salty. I went to Roosevelt. Home salty. Home on the Raiders. But I just kind of realized that my photos were a little different from everybody else. But when I went to school, like I was saying, you know, I went to school to become a doctor. Mm. I went with the expectation that I was going to get a degree in biology pre-med, kind of go into this whole OBGYN yeah. field. And then when I got there and I had that first semester schedule, I was like, this might not <laughs> be the move right here. <laughs> so I kind of canceled that out. But um just post post all of school, I went to work, didn't like what I was doing, was in sales. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. And mm -hmm. I bought a camera mm -hmm. and I kind of like tried to figure it out and I got laid off from my job. Mm -hmm. And once I got laid off, I was like, you know what? Let me try to figure out if this is something that I'm good at, if this is something that I want to do because I enjoy it. But let me just see what can happen while I have this unemployment check. Right, right. Right. So that and can, it worked out. That can definitely come in handy, or at least be a nice little head start on yeah. something. Uh, so you 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 switched from uh, biology pre med, and um, when the hurricane came, I actually went to Temple for a semester. Okay. So when I went to Temple, they were like, "Oh, you know, what's your major?" And I already knew in my mind I didn't want to be biology pre med anymore. Mm. So I kind of opened up a course catalog and did an eeny meeny miny mo right. type thing. I was like, oh, I was like mm, mass this. communications. <laughs> what are we landing on here? <laughs> mass communications. Yeah, that's it. That's my major. Okay. And so I just kind of took a couple courses so I wouldn't fall too far behind. I only took like nine credits. Mm. But once that semester was over, I went back to Xavier because they reopened mm. post Katrina right. and went into the field of mass communications. Right, right. But yeah. Hindsight, I probably shouldn't have gone back for mass communications because well, going back to Xavier for mass communications, or right? Just going because back Xavier is a science school. Oh, really? 
Yeah, okay. they're a science school. They're known for putting blacks into um, medical school. Okay. So. That, sound, that sounds like um, it's a school in Tennessee called Meharry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Meharry is medical school. Okay. So, so folks go from Xavier to, to Meharry. Meharry. A lot. Okay. A lot of people go. All right. All right. So when you when you went back, were you shooting now? You're in mass comm or you have a camera now? or? Nope. Yeah. The, the camera really did not even come into my hand for real until 2011. Mm-hmm. 2010, 2011. Right. That's when I purchased a camera. But I was just, you know, camera phone shooting yeah. and realizing that I my composition was better. Now, that's interesting because a lot of people ask me, and they probably ask you too, mm-hmm. what's a good camera to start on? Yeah. And a lot of times I'm stuck like, well, it's whatever camera you pick up. Yeah. Because a lot of times you, you, you have to learn those things like what's the good composition, what's, you know, the proper amount of headroom for yeah. that, that, that you may like. The you best know? camera is the one in hand, man. Exactly. Exactly. That's I, I had an internship uh, with the New York Times Institute, and it took us down to New Orleans. Okay. And uh, we, were at, we were at Dillard for like a for like a week okay and um I, well that's how I, I met naomi yeah naomi yeah so you know and she was the first person to let me know that this is xavier and not <laughs> xavier but um that, so i went I went there and i was just like i said it was a year after katrina yeah and it was just crazy and i wasn't shooting digital then i, I just had a film camera and i still don't even think i brought it with me i, mm-hmm. I went to the internship thinking i was going to be a graphic designer you know i that's that's what my major was in so I, I, you know, I stuck with it. But just thinking back, like, damn, I wish I had a camera back then or a digital camera back then. So, so you could I could document, document that. all of that. Yeah. We went to this one area. I don't know exactly where it was. It might have been like the lower ninth ward. Mm-hmm. But it was just one street, and it had a building on it. And I swear, it looked like I was on the back lot of a movie set because it was just the front of the building. And you could walk in, and it was where everything, I guess, used to be. It was the foundation, be, yeah. but it wasn't anything. But just that, and there was Sad. so many houses with X's on them, with mm-hmm. like the number of like bodies found yeah. in the houses and whatnot. It was it was crazy. It's very sad. And the thing is, even though Katrina happened in two thousand five, they're still rebuilding. Mm. They're still rebuilding. And when we went to school, every year they would evacuate because of a hurricane. It was something that happened every year. But we would leave for probably three three days mm-hmm. at max and come back so when it was time for katrina to come they're like oh you have to evacuate the city so we packed the weekend bag and seven of us went to my roommate's aunt's house in texas yeah in houston so we're watching the news and it's like oh okay well this is this is a little different from the past yeah. and now our school is closed and yeah. now new orleans is underwater that's crazy so it it was something that we thought was going to be a routine of just leaving and coming back. And then the whole city changed yeah. after 2005. And I remember just somebody who wasn't there. I remember going down there and during that week we were at Dillard. Mm-hmm. It rained and it was like a flash flood. Yeah. You know, here a flash flood happens. It's just a bunch of rain. You know? Yeah. But there it was a flash flood and it was water up to like, like it was above, above my knees. Yeah. And... They told us, you know, go back to your dorms, put your stuff on top of, you know, um, your, your dresser so it, won't, so it won't get wet. And Dillard, you know Dillard's like five buildings. It's like yeah. that big. <laughs> yeah, they're smaller than Xavier. Dillard is small as a mug. So anyway, we, we walked back there and I know we were dressed up and I got on this like suit and tie and I'm walking and I'm like, man, my clothes ruined. But I'm waiting to this water and me, I'm ignorant. I'm thinking every everything in, in New Orleans has, has, has a gator in it. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I'm about to get eaten. And I'm walking back to this to this dorm, and you know, I'm thinking, damn, Katrina just happened, 
I'm yeah. going to get stuck down here. So, but I guess for somebody that's not from down there, hasn't experienced that, you're not you're not prepared. It's a little traumatizing it at is. first. Yeah. yeah, especially if Katrina just happened. It just you think, happened. okay, well now I'm getting ready to be in that same situation. Right. But of course, New Orleans is under sea level, and mm. it's just a big bowl. So anytime it rains, the sewage system is bad, and right. it's just like rising water. Mm. But Which, I guess this this might be on or off topic, but mm-hmm. um, you know we've we've had a lot of situations happen since Katrina, like riots in Baltimore. Yeah. Or like, you know, different civil rights protests and whatnot. Being that you were down in New Orleans, even though you weren't shooting yet, how how do you feel about photographers that aren't from a certain area mm-hmm. that travel to that area to document that? Like is that does that strike you in, in any kind of way? Um not really. Mm. Unless I feel they're looking for a come up. Mm. Because some people are opportunists right. and they see something getting ready to happen or happening and they say, oh, I'm getting ready to go out here, capture it so I can be the bearer of the news. Right. And, you know, if you're actually just documenting it to document it, that's great. But if you have an ulterior motive of documenting it for your own, you know, rise of fame, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to know until they start doing it who's out here to actually put the news out or who's out here for self-promotion. Exactly. And it's like something I've been thinking about recently because, you know, I've been in New York for the past three years and I know there's photographers up in New York that, you know, some not not, not everybody's got this motive, but mm-hmm. sometimes you see them and they're leaving here and they're like snapping pictures and Snapchat and all kinds of social media of them being in Missouri, mm-hmm. you know, or being in Baltimore. And I'm like... Ferguson and right. then for, I'm, yeah. And like it, it sounds good, but mm-hmm. are you really there to help or are you there for the come up? So I don't know. I just I wanted to ask I feel like that. people, I like that on Instagram and I hate to say this, but when people die, like Robin Williams, mm-hmm. you didn't know Robin Williams. Why are you, oh, rest in peace, Robin Williams. And you want to be the bearer of the news. You want to be the page that everybody goes to. Yeah. And I could see if it was one of your favorite artists or... Who was it? Uh, who recently died? David Bowie? David? Yeah. Yeah, David Bowie. So people are like, Bowie. oh, rest in peace, David Bowie or Bowie, I'm not sure. Yeah, we're from Maryland. We say Bowie. Yeah, we say, right, because yeah. we have Bowie, Maryland. Yeah. But rest in peace, David Bowie, and now I'm going to screenshot it and put it up. It's like, you don't even know one song. You don't know one thing that he was in. Why are you even posting this? Yeah. So it just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, I don't know, beware of that. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. weird. That's just and that's just a recent example, the first thing that comes to mind. But there are plenty of things like that. And I'm just like, why are you even posting that? Yeah. You're not a fan of this person. Yeah, you just... You just want to be the bearer of the news. You want to be the media takeout, the bossip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to have the news. I don't know. Mm. Like, leave it to the news. All right, right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. All when right. we come back, let's talk more about you and more about... Let's talk more about where you are now and, you know, I guess how you got into shooting. Okay. This week's vocabulary word is ambient light. Ambient light is the available or existing light that naturally surrounds a scene. Got it? Great. Back to the show. And we're back. Um, so fast forward is 2011. Mm-hmm. You picked up your first camera, right? And so what are you? What are you? What are you shooting at this point? So in 2011, I was still at my last job, and 
I got a camera because I just wanted to practice. I wanted to see if I had what everyone said I had, mm-hmm. even though it's really not, you know, up to them. Mm-hmm. It's up to me. But I just wanted to see. So I started taking pictures of my niece and it would snow. I would take her outside and trying to figure out how to do all these settings and how to do this composition and make it look like something that I would pay somebody to do. Mm-hmm. So I would take pictures of my niece and my mom has a childcare and I would reach out to the families like, hey, you know, I'm working on my photography. If you'd like, you know, we can do a family shoot. Just let me know. And I was almost handing out shoots, just handing them out. And some people would take me up on the offer and some people would say, oh, okay, I'll get back to you. Mm. And now, years later, they're like, oh, Ashley, do you have time? Do you have time to shoot yeah. us? I'm like, oh, well, let me, let me see. Let me look. Let me find a spot. So yeah. I went from kind of overlooked to overbooked. That's tight. I like that. Overlooked to overbooked. Yeah. I need that. That needs to be your uh, your your book title. <laughs> overlooked to overbooked. Yeah. So you know, I just went from shooting my family and my friends to now I have one paying client. And now I found a makeup artist. So I try to I kind of made this business, and then I got laid off. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, that was God's way of saying, okay, you you've started putting these things in place. Now continue. Now put them into place for real to make yourself, make a life for yourself doing this. Mm-hmm. And since 2011, it's worked. And I reached out to my now mentor, Unique Jones Gibson on Facebook. Mm. And I reached out and I was like, you know, I love your work. I would really love to work with you. You know, just anytime, just let me know if 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 you're available for that. And I ran into her at Walmart on mm. 301 well, one like, day. Ran- randomly. Yeah, like I was walking out and she was walking in. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know, God is putting these things in place. Yeah. Let me make sure I am seeing these signs and using them. Mm-hmm. So I ran to her like, hey, how you doing? Next thing I know, she was like, look, I have this wedding. Shoot it with me. Shot it with her and we've worked together since then. So sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and be approachable and be coachable. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there and be willing to learn from other people. Because a lot of people can teach you things if you're coachable. You don't know everything. Yeah. Nobody knows everything. Right, nobody does. So yeah. <laughs> it's like jack of all trades and master sure of none. Man. Yeah. So, oh, I got a couple of gems I can drop <laughs> on you. Keys. I got a couple of gems here and there. <laughs> Another one. So. <laughs> no, Major I'm just, keys. <laughs> I'm so, just messing. So, so, all right, so... Mentor, you said you reached out to her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's just somebody that you just been following her work, and you're like, yeah. you know what? I like yeah. her work. I'm going to put myself out there and say, what's up? Because I'm, I was trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Because I was teaching myself, and I was YouTubing this, and I was reading that. But for real, you learn by experience. Books can't teach you much of anything. I mean, they can teach you principles, yeah. but yeah. until you start doing. That's like, so I went, went, went to school for fine arts. <laughs> Trying to get the open again. <laughs> Golly. Oh man. No, so I went to school for for art, right? In general. Mm-hmm. And you know you you can't teach somebody how to draw. Right. You can give them techniques on how to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, practice. Not a game, a practice. <laughs> but um you can teach them that, but um it's up to them to go out and actually learn. I all right. I can be like I, I told somebody the other day. They they were thinking about going to school, and they wanted to go to a particular school in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can go to this top name school in New York, 
or you could just go to a school in New York because New York is the institution. Right. You know, you put yourself in that place, and it's up to you to go out and learn and apply those skills that you might have learned in a book or for somebody else, and you right. gotta apply it yourself. Right. Um, even even with freelancing, there's no. I mean, there's books on like how to do certain things, but you have to figure stuff out for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you learn through making mistakes. And sometimes you don't even have to learn through your own mistakes, Yeah. which I find even better. Yeah, <laughs> like if yeah. you can learn through somebody else's mistake, mm-hmm. that's one lesson that you had to skip from learning yourself. That's the perk of having an older sibling. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the baby. <laughs> see, see? And the only girl. So yeah, that see? really worked out for me. You can look up like, oh, they did that? Not doing that. No way. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you get a spanking if you do that. Mm-mm, Mm-mm. I ain't doing that. Nah, I'll be good over here. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> alright. So you got you start pretty much from the the childcare. Yeah. And I guess that's a plus because like that's something that you're around. A lot, a lot of people that I've talked to, they might have a parent mm-hmm. or somebody that's been around and that they can like say that oh, well my dad was a photographer or right. his cameras were in the house. You know, I've been exposed to that. But that's awesome that you had. You know, you said your, it was your mom, right? Right. So it's awesome that, that your mom had that childcare that you could find a way to capitalize off of as well. Mm-hmm. And you, I know you weren't being opportunist, but it was like, well. Just learning. Exactly. And so, I mean, it really helped me because I am a wedding lifestyle photographer. So I shoot families, newborns, maternity sessions, weddings, um, just any kind of life cycle. I like to capture that moment because they come and before you know it, that child is now six. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, how did you become a six-year-old? Yeah, you were just two. Right. And then you look back and you might have cell phone pictures here and there, but we all know when we get a new cell phone, sometimes all those pictures don't transfer. Look, I got a, I got an old phone behind you over there. <laughs> it's got photos trapped on it. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm like, damn, I need, I need, like, I need it on my six. And luckily, your phone still works. Yeah. Luckily, you didn't drop it in water. So mm-hmm. there are just so many ways that we no longer have access to photos. So like pictures that I had on Black Planet years <laughs> ago. Right. <laughs> telling my age. MySpace. Things like that. And it's just like, wow, I don't remember my login. What email address did I use back then? I can't get these photos. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it easier to capture these life moments and print them for people. Tangible things. Yes. People it's like stop need that. having your images live online, on Facebook, on Instagram. Print them and put them up in your house. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my bracelets are making like all this nah, noise. No, you're, good. <laughs> you're, just, you're just creating an ambiance. People know, oh, she's got on jewelry. <laughs> yeah, and I'm moving my hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh, she's not sitting still at all. No, nah, you're good. <laughs> um, no, nah, look, so I was just talking to my, my mom the other day, right? And I know, like, certain houses you walk into, it's art on the walls. Mm-hmm. Certain houses you go into, there's nothing on the walls. And certain houses you go into, it's a bunch of family. And yeah. I guess it depends on how big your family is. Shoot, you got family right in front of you right now. Yeah. You know, p- p- pictures of my aunt and my little cousins. Yeah, <laughs> tangible you. things. You see what I'm saying? That will be here for generations. Right. So, I'm, I'm all about printing. And I'm trying to get my clients to make sure they print. And my packages now for, like, family shoots and just any kind of portrait session... They include a complimentary 16 by 24 print, mm. which is a large print. Mm. So it's like, hey, thank you for using me. Put this print in your house. Mm. If you want more, we can work on more. But make sure you have at least one print. I had this uh, diabolical scheme on uh, <laughs> how to become a household name. Uh-huh. But it was pretty much having your work in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. 
So now people come to the house. I mean, we grew up, you got Jostens, you got Olin Life Touch, Mills. Olin Mills, all those photos, you know, you got those portrait studios you go to, you go to Sears, yeah. and you know, you, you know, you got those shots, but now, From a cookie cutter. Exactly. So, yeah, my, my family photos, like your Olin Mills one, they look just like yours. It's the same pose with mm -hmm. different faces. Exactly. But now, people go into the house and it's like, oh, that's Ashley Bing. You know? Yeah. You know, so they have like a household name that they can like rely on now. Yeah. And I struggled a long time because, well, my, the name of my company is Shoot Happens Photography. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Shoot Happens. And so when I say that, you know, people are like, oh, that's catchy. They laugh a little bit. And I struggle because a lot of photographers, they go by their own name. Mm -hmm. So they're more of a household name. Mm -hmm. And when their name is mentioned, it's automatically associated with their photography. Right. I mean, it's like shoot happens, but they don't necessarily know the person behind it mm -hmm. until I say, oh, yeah, by the way, Ashley Bing, that shoot happens photography. Right. So I struggle with that. And I was like, well, maybe do I want to change it. Mm. But now it's like, well, people know shoot happens, and I don't want to like lose people in the transition mm. of changing names. So well, I don't know. I struggled with that recently. So do people have a have a hard time putting their face to the name? Um, or? I don't think so. Mm. I think it's just until they know it's me, they don't know who it is. Mm. That's I mean that's that's still cool in a way because once they see you, they know you. But then also, um, you know. It's kind of like, uh, well, one you 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 have the opportunity to like en enterprise it. You can have if if you want to have like other photographers that work for Shoot Happens. That's true. And then that I, I actually, like your thinking. You know, that it gives you an opportunity <laughs> to say, oh, this is Shoot Happens photography, but then you also have the, the you know the upper echelon. This is this is the Ashley line. Okay. You know you know, you know whatever whatever you want. To I don't know. Yeah you yeah. Know. No, but, I got you. Yeah. I that's, got you. That's tight though. So you also shoot natural light. Yes. Right. Yes, I am a natural light photographer. So I shoot a lot outdoors, but not always outdoors. Mm. I just really need a natural light source. Mm -hmm. So it could be a big window, it could be a door. Mm. But I feel like that natural light gives more of a natural feel because I like to capture the moment as it is. I don't right. want it to feel like some kind of light show mm -hmm. in some big production because, as we know, life on a regular basis. It's not a light show or a big production. It's right. just what it is. You know, at you, just, you said that it kind of made, made me think more like that name Shoot Happens actually makes a lot more sense now because things happen as you see it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as they happen, Shoot yeah. Happens. Yeah. You know? So, you know. <laughs> and a little play on words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, it's, if you're in a room with a big bay window and the light is just beaming in, mm -hmm. that's a shoot happening. Yeah. So that's tight. That's tight. <laughs> okay, you made me feel good about this name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, like I totally agree though. Like I, I shoot a lot of stuff without artificial lights as well, mm -hmm. but um, it also makes you think about when you do have a chance to get into a studio, you mimic the natural light. Like everything, I guess, digital photography is mimicking what actually happened with film photography. Right. Um, and then film photography is just capturing exactly what you see. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the same with lighting. You know, if you know, um, you know, the sun coming in at a particular angle is going to give this effect, or if a building is going to modify that light a certain way, yep. you might use, you know, something to modify that light in the studio. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess those are things, I don't know if you pay attention to them more, there are things that you can definitely pay attention to. You know, mm -hmm. to 
uh, use natural reflectors. Exactly. Like a white wall is going to reflect light a e- lot different than a blue exactly. wall will. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. absolutely. All right, all right. Let's go take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about, I guess, what's next and, like, what, I guess, goals okay. you might have for Shoot Happens or just for Ashley Bing. All right. All right. This week in Tech Briefs, good news and bad news. The good news, film is still around. The bad news, the price is going up. If you shoot film, specifically Fujifilm, the U.S. price will be increasing by 10% as early as this month. The price increase, although it sucks, is understandable due to the decline in demand for the analog method. You'll see prices increase across the board on color negative, color reversal, black and white, and quick snap disposable cameras. A suggestion from my film shooters, if you're not already doing this, if you still want to shoot film, invest in a film scanner or find a place or equipment to develop yourself. Check the show notes for suggested developing materials. This week's recommended book is Creative Lighting. Digital Photography Tips and Techniques by Harold Davis. This book gives you tips and techniques for lighting using what's readily available for you in your setting. You'll also understand your exposure controls and learn to plan your photos around light and lighting. Once again, that's Creative Lighting, Digital Photography Tips and Techniques by Harold Davis. Alright, we're back and you've started shooting, you've got clientele now, and you've mm-hmm. photography is full time for you, right? Full time, yes. That's awesome. It's my bread and butter. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, that's mainly in Maryland. I know we talked briefly. You said you like to travel too, but that might not be related to mainly in Maryland. I have traveled. I've done a few destination weddings. I've done a wedding in Mexico. Like I've done a wedding in Houston. So I, I travel for work. I travel a lot for leisure. It's my favorite thing next to photography right. to do in this world is to travel. That's tight. And the, but like going away coming back definitely probably gives you a lot more perspective on like how to shoot different things and yeah just that just gives you a reset button yeah it does and it just lets you know that there's a lot more to this world than what you see on a daily basis yeah a lot of different people a lot of different personalities a lot of different cultures and it just allows me to have a different perspective on life mm. and the value of life and just being thankful for what you have because there are some people out here that are fine with not having a lot of things, but we live this lifestyle where we have to have all these luxurious items, this big car and all these fancy clothes, but there are people out here who wear the same thing every day and they're happy. Yeah. So what's more important, all these material things or happiness within yourself? Mm. So it just gives me a different perspective, but yeah, I travel for leisure and for work Mm. to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also I asked this too, does that, let me backtrack. Uh-huh. So, a lot of people say you know, they, they live in New York. They live in New York. You know, they never want to leave that place or L.A. or wherever they mm-hmm. are. But going away someplace and then coming back, it makes you appreciate wherever you are. Yeah. That much. That much more. So, Maryland. I love Maryland. I was born here, but it's not New York. It's not L.A. You know, it's, it's Maryland. It's Maryland. <laughs> you know, crab cakes and football. That's what, that's, that's, what, that's what Maryland does. You know, but when you when you travel. You know, and then come back to Maryland. Like, how how much does that affect your, I guess, love or appreciation for well, this place? I love Maryland, but even more than I love Maryland, I love New Orleans. Mm. So I 
I would love to live back in New Orleans, even though Maryland will always be home. My second home is New Orleans. And my friends will tease me. They're like, stop talking about New Orleans like you're from there. And it's like, well, my heart is from there. My body may not be from there, but my heart is from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think the way you look at Maryland, I look at New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And I look at Maryland like you look at New York. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're here, but you're from there. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get it. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. So, so currently, mm-hmm. got your clients, your full-time. How's, how's it going? It's excellent. And, you know, one of the lessons that I've learned about meeting all these different types of people is that all money is not good money. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. And you have to find out who your ideal client is because sometimes you'll... Find that person who's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this is the budget. And can you work with that? So it's like, okay, I can work with that budget. But then they want you to do X, Y, and Z and be there 17 hours and break your back and do all these things Mm. for just this little bit. And it's like, well, are you interested in me as a photographer, my style, my personality, or do you just want somebody to capture it? Mm. Because I need to work with people that are interested in my style because I'm more than just you know, a description, I am an experience. Right. So I want you to experience shoot happens photography, not just have somebody with a camera taking pictures. Because that's not what I do. Yeah, no, I, I definitely can uh, relate to that. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be a, a Xerox machine. Right, no. You're not, you're not, I'm not yeah. Olin Mills. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no shade to Olin Mills. I yeah. have Olin Mills pictures in my house, but yeah. that's not what I do. Understandable. So... <laughs> So how often do you come into a situation like that? Not very often. Luckily, not very often. And one time years ago, years ago, so I feel safe saying this, okay. but um, I had this potential client hit me up about a wedding. So I was like, okay, you know, no problem. This is when I first started. And I sent her over my contract and she read over the contract and she put, all these red flags on things and mm. then had a note section. The note section. <laughs> so like, can we change this? We need to change this. This needs to say that. And it's like, well, I'm sorry. This is my contract. And my contract, the way that it is worded, it's it's a legal document that protects not only you, but it protects me. Mm. This isn't going to be all in your favor and it's not going to be all in my favor. It's going to be a fair document. So for her to go through and just like line by line, just rip apart my document to make it fit her needs because she wanted me to work at a discounted rate and work all these extra hours and then not put this up on uh, social media or my website for marketing. It's like, well, where is the good in this for me? It it needs to be a win-win situation. Hmm. And I get a lot of my clientele by word of mouth. Right. And by posting on Instagram and by posting on my website, if I can't market myself using my work, how am I going to get clients? Yeah. It's like, you already already want me to discount this thing, (laughs) do extra work, and now I can't even eat? (laughs) Right. And I can't use these to get money. So, like, well. How'd you you get out of that? So, luckily, somebody else got me for that date. Okay. So, I was no longer available for her event. Cool. So it's like a legitimate reason. Like I'm yeah. no longer available, but it's just some people will try to just nickel and dime you and have you do all this work. Mm. But that's that's not that's not how I operate. Yeah. Even if you weren't booked for that day, mm-hmm. you know you 
you could have still, you know. There are ways to say no. Yeah. And now I've kind of figured a few of them out, but I haven't had to use that that gentle no too mm. often. Yeah. Luckily, because Luckily. people who come to me are coming to me for me mm-hmm. and for my style. So I don't have to usually turn them away. Cool. Instead of just, oh, I need a photographer, somebody with a camera. It's like, yeah. well, well your that's not that experience that you're going to get over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, for all that. I mean, for right. somebody. Right, it's like, use your, use yeah. your cell phone if you just need a person yeah. with a camera. Exactly, exactly. Or you can, what? I mean, it's creative. You can get, like, a bunch of disposable cameras and put them on everybody's table. Yeah. There you go. There <laughs> so, you know, it, you, know you, you have to learn your, your ideal client and know when to say no. Right. I guess okay. that, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Know when to say no. Yeah, work-life uh, balance is important to me. And I'm... I'm not just going to keep working, keep working, keep working because I do like to enjoy time with my family. I do like to enjoy time with my boyfriend. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy these things. I don't want to work all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's not a good fit, I'm not going to usually take it. Right. Right. I guess what's some, I mean, that's excellent advice right there, but like, what's some advice for. So like some people who are trying to get into photography. Yeah. Okay, so some advice that I would have, and it's really advice that I still try to give to myself. So I kind of verbalize this in the mirror to myself. I'm like, you know what? Once you find your own style, don't try to compare yourself to anybody. Hmm. Because the only composition, composition, competition, okay. sorry, the only competition that you should have is with yourself. And make sure that you're better than you were yesterday. So just work on improving yourself one percent every day that's really the main thing and just take workshops and learn from other photographers you don't have to learn it all on your own there are a lot of workshops out here if you just go on instagram and just start doing a little research go on google go on facebook go on just youtube anywhere just look up some photography workshops in-person workshops Mm -hmm. not all these webinars that are just general information sent to thousands of people no get you a workshop where you can be one of maybe five to ten people so you can have that one-on-one with people who know what they're doing who are successful and just yeah wherever you are is where you're supposed to be in this moment i'm actually working on a curriculum for okay uh an intimate workshop yeah like you know maximum 10 people yeah come up and stuff like that so i definitely keep that whole one-on-one thing it it really I think I took my first workshop. I'm ashamed to say that I took my first workshop in October of 2015. Mm. I really wish that I would have gotten into um, continuing education earlier in my career. But, you know, it's never too late to keep learning. Never too late. It's I mean, never too late. But you also said you had you had or have a, a mentor. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of a... But it's good to learn from more than one person. Definitely. Definitely. Um but yeah, like having a mentor, that's, that's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Going to different things. Because, you know, in any profession, you know, let's say you started the profession in 2000. Let's say you become a teacher in mm-hmm. 2000. There are different practices. E- even even a doctor, there's different practices that, you know, you find out are, are better. Yeah. You know, it's years later. Yeah. So you don't, you don't want to go to a doctor that's still practicing the same methods from 1985. No. It's like, hey, bro. No. <laughs> like that, that doesn't work anymore. That's not safe anymore, man. <laughs> no, it's all kind of technology out here. But yeah. So like I was saying, you know, taking workshops and things like that. But I became a part of this 
community, I guess, if you will, called Rising Tide. Okay. And the basis of that is community over competition. And I started with that probably in November. And since then, I have seen a change in my own business because I've linked with other photographers, linked with other wedding vendors such as florists and event planners. And we have all kind of worked together to make sure that everybody eats. Mm. So community over competition. And I think that just as people, not just in the business sense, but just in life, if we just live by that whole mantra of community over competition, we can all win in whatever it is. <laughs> I, I, I like that because I have a group chat of a bunch of photographer friends that or some of them might have been friends before we realized we were all photographers mm-hmm. and whatnot, but we all have different styles. Yeah. We're always trying to work on different projects together, but at the end of the day, we're still very different photographers. Um, but we all have the same issues, yeah. you know, dealing with clients, contracts, how do I do this versus how do I do that, mm-hmm. so on and so on. But we learn from each other. And I always like to think about how things were in the past. I mean, like, I mean, like with like artists, like from the romantic movement of artists, you know, or the, uh, what is it, the um, impressionists okay. and whatnot, you know, different artists of different time periods that might have been named later on mm-hmm. you know so like they're all together might have a similar style but you can tell this is a Manet, this is a monet this is a rembrandt whatever you know but they're all people that learn from mistakes of each other yeah they all go through the same situation yeah. together even though we have different styles we have the same struggles yeah yeah and different style same struggle see is that another one that's another one <laughs> different style same struggle man i should be writing these down look too. we want to have a book by the end of this thing <laughs> <laughs> Um, Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. But no, I like I, I like that. So that's something that you guys just started. You just reached out to somebody, or somebody reached out so to you. So the rising tide that is something that was started by a photographer in Annapolis. Her name is Natalie Frank. Okay, but it is. I mean, it's grown tremendously quickly. I think it was started maybe six months ago, mm-hmm. and they have. Six, I'm sorry, 200 meetings across the country. Mm. So every second Tuesday of the month, we have what we call Tuesdays Together. Okay. And creatives come together to discuss whatever the topic is for Rising Tide that month. It could be about contracts. It could be about goal setting. It could be about workflows. It could be about anything. But across the country, they're talking about the same thing. Mm. And have this big old Facebook group like, oh, you know, Tuesdays Together in Bethesda talked about this. And this is our group photo. And Tuesdays Together in Milwaukee talked about this. And this is what we all decided. So it's just a broad spectrum of all kind of creatives in the industry that that talk about the same thing and talk about the struggles that they face. So that you know, hey, you're not alone, even though you may work by yourself. It's a community of us out here, mm. and we can help you. That's so, tight. yeah. Have you heard of Creative Mornings? No. Uh, so, Creative Mornings is tight. It's a morning lecture series, and it's similar. I always tell people if they say they haven't heard of it, I always refer to to TED. Okay. TED Talk. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. So it's like TED Talks, but it's free. And, okay. And it's it's awesome because it's in the morning, and it's all over the world. Started in New York by. Lady by the name of Tina Roth goes by Swiss Miss on on social media. Swiss Miss, yeah, she's tight. But um, 
but yeah, it's a morning lecture series, and they have a theme, like a global theme, and they always talk about not the same thing, but mm-hmm. it's the same theme. Like one chapter might choose a different, choose one theme, and everybody is is on the same page. Okay. Once a month, but it's everywhere. They have a chapter in Baltimore. They have a chapter in DC. Okay, I'm um, gonna look into that. Yeah, definitely check check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm all about this learning from other people thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, see, like I'm all I'm all on the whole continuing education thing, and like yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back to a a, a college or institution. Oh, no. You can learn from somebody else. Yeah, or you can hindsight, go to a I probably yeah. wouldn't have gone to college, but you know. I mean it. <laughs> you get what you got out of it, or you yeah. got whatever. You, it's more you know, about whatever. lessons than using your degree. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's it, they're expensive lessons. Very expensive Maybe I would have gone to an in-state institution and yeah. paid in-state tuition instead of this private school tuition. Mm-hmm. But that's a different talk for yeah, another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna but, get into that. No, but yeah, it's definitely a. I mean, but even that was a learning experience. Absolutely. Learning experience. So I learned that I should probably sell my degree on eBay. If look, anyone's look. willing to buy a degree, I'm pretty good at Photoshop. I can put your <laughs> name on it if you want a degree from Xavier University of Louisiana. Shout out to XU. <laughs> <laughs> man. Look, I'm awful. Man, look, so, like I said, I man, I agree with you. I didn't have to go to college, but... And the same time I did, yeah, you know, to to learn. If if not, <laughs> that I didn't have to go to college, right? You know <laughs> exactly. But like, lesson learned. As an artist, you have different ways to learn. Mm-hmm. I, like you went to school to be a doctor, so right. no, you needed to go to school. <laughs> if I was gonna be a if doctor, if you if you if you would have continued that path, yes, I don't want to go into doctor's office and be like, yeah, I learned on the street. <laughs> you know, YouTube taught me everything I know. If University, <laughs> I learned a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, I probably need that degree. <laughs> That's funny. Man, but look, what's next? Ah, uh, what's next? So I'm just trying to just take it to the next level. I feel like I don't ever want to put a cap on myself. Mm-hmm. And just when I feel like I'm in a good place, it's a better place that I could be in. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily location, but as far as my company, I just want to take it to the next level, whatever that level is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes when we start verbalizing our plan or where we plan to be, we put a cap, a mental cap on, okay, when I get here, I'm successful. Mm. It's like, well, at any point you're successful, it's just about continuing to grow. So. Yeah. No, definitely. Continue to grow and never get comfortable. Never get comfortable. Like, it's cool to relax every now and then. But once you relax and regroup, you realize, all right, time to step it up. Yeah. And, you know, being a full-time photographer, it's like, I have I have clients that come back, but I don't have that steady paycheck, that nine to five, every two week paycheck. So every time I do a job, I'm practically auditioning for the next job or I'm interviewing for the next job. So mm-hmm. if I'm at a wedding shooting, yes, while I'm shooting this wedding, people are also watching me. Right. If they're engaged or getting engaged or have a son or a daughter that's engaged, they're watching me. Oh, can I get a card? Yeah. Absolutely. So while I'm working, I am interviewing or auditioning for my next job every time. Hmm. So it's kind of like having a job and being laid off from the job the same day. It's like, <laughs> how you get fired on your day off? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Shout out to Craig. <laughs> right. So it, it's really hard and just knowing that, okay... If I have bills to pay and I have this family, I need to make sure that I'm going to constantly be 
you know, getting another job. Yeah. Not necessarily a job working with someone else, but another no, but yeah. gig coming up. I mean, it makes sense. It's like you have to put your, you have to put on your best behavior, mm-hmm. your best whatever. Yeah. You know, because somebody is always watching, especially always. as a photographer. Somebody is always looking. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's it, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's that's me. Man, look, well, it's been awesome having you. Uh, where can people find your work? I know we shouted out a. A.A.M. Bing. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at A.A.M. Bing. Those are my initials. Ashley Amanda McDonald Bing. Longest name ever. <laughs> but at A.A.M. Bing. And on my site is www.shoothappensphotography.com. And I'm Ashley A.A.M. Bing Bing on Facebook. So I'm, I'm kind of out here. But right. Instagram is is my favorite or my website is good instagram is your jam instagram is my jam <laughs> instagram is definitely my jam where i don't i don't know what's going to happen when instagram dies man like i, 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 I know i don't even say it don't even put that in the look, universe look, this is i don't know it's popping is that real wood no nah, you man, can't knock on that man here, here we go this is this okay is, that's what right there there we go yeah no nah. <laughs> always prepare though like you know for for the next thing, that's why it's awesome that you have the tangible things. Yeah, because you know when social when some social media platform does fall off, Black Planet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out what's the next way. But yeah. like I said, it was awesome having you here. Thank um, you. Good to look, be here. Look, it's they call them for a blizzard. I don't know if it's snowing right now or not, but it's twelve fifteen. Let's go ahead and shoot something real quick. Let's do it. All right. Thanks again for listening to another episode of We're Getting Better. As always, drop comments in the section below. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brian Summers, B-R-Y-O-N-S-U-M-M-E-R-S, and BrianSummers.com. Let's get better.